This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Good morning, everybody. It's Leading Off with True Blue LA. This is Eric Steven, and with me is Jacob Birch, because it's time today for a Dodgers Rewind. Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm here to mostly listen and learn and uh, learn all sorts of trivia about this player, and then forget it when you ask me, you know, one week <laughs> later or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to undoubtedly ask you multiple questions about this person. I will say this before we start. What, uh, what do you know about Tom Pishorek? Nothing. Really? Okay. So I think it's it, there's an age thing here where uh, when I grew up, I did not see Tom Pashork play on the Dodgers. It was in the 70s. Um, but when I grew up, he was um, prevalent on calling White Sox games. He was the analyst on WGN. And back in the 80s and early 90s, it was like there wasn't like a strong national TV presence and every game wasn't on TV. So you just took baseball when you can get it. And um, the Cubs and the Braves were on Superstations. And um, the White Sox also were on the WGN uh, Superstation in Chicago. So a lot of people had that channel. So a lot of Cubs games, a lot of White Sox games, a lot of Braves games, in addition to your local team. Um, So I I did see a lot of games uh, with with him. And um, I'll just get into it. So he... I wanted to do this because the Dodgers are playing the White Sox, or they they, they were last week, um, and so that that's what sort of got me into this. So he played, Tom Pashork played the first six years of his 18-year career with the Dodgers. He also played four years with the White Sox. Um, and like I said, I grew up uh, wa- listening to him on or, and watching him, I guess, on WGN. Um, the Dodgers got him, uh, Tom Pashork, in the 1968 they drafted him in the fifth round. Now that that is widely considered the best single year of drafting by any major league team ever. Um, the Dodgers in the regular draft that year, that June, uh, Bobby Valentine in the first round, um, where they ended up uh, trading uh, later, and he was obviously hurt a lot, so didn't really pan out. Bill Buckner in the second round, Joe Ferguson in the eighth round, Doyle Alexander in the ninth round, they ended up trading him. For Frank Robinson, Doyle Alexander, fascinating career, pitched a lot in the majors, was really good, but also bookended his career, first traded as a young pitcher for Hall of Famer Frank Robinson, and then as a veteran pitcher, traded for rookie and future Hall of Famer John Smoltz. So, uh, fun thing for him. But then uh, there were also different types of drafts back then. There was the June secondary draft, which no longer exists. I don't think it's been around since like 86. Um, they got Steve Garvey and Ron Say in that. In the January secondary draft, they got Davey Lopes and a pitcher named Jeff Zahn, who pitched like, I think, like 15 years in the majors. He was really good. Um, now, uh, Hawk Harrelson on WGN always called Tom Pishorek wimpy. <laughs> I had assumed uh, 
Harrelson made that nickname up. He's the guy who coined the Big Hurt. He was pretty prolific in terms of like nicknames and just that was his sort of personality. However, uh, I that's not the case. It, it existed long before Hawk Harrelson started calling him that. It, it was because of Tommy Lasorda. So in the book, uh, the great book of Los Angeles sports list by uh, Steve Hartman and uh, Matt Money Smith, both are local radio hosts in Los Angeles. Um, the, in the book, they sort of describe it. It says, uh, Pashork was one of the star minor league players of the late 1960s, managed by Tommy Lasorda. And it was Lasorda who gave Pashork the nickname that stayed with him for 40 years. It all stemmed from a night out uh, with his minor league teammates when everyone ordered steak for dinner and Pashork chose a hamburger. <laughs> Lasorda, Lasorda called him Wimpy after the Popeye character and the nickname stuck. So that's, that's, a, that's a fun nickname. Baseball, baseball needs better nicknames. Um, I will point out he also Pashorik, uh I believe he was the sport was Sporting News Minor League Player of the Year in like 1971 uh, in AAA with the Dodgers. Um, so he played high school uh, baseball and football. He was a defensive back in Michigan and then went to college at the University of Houston. He was actually picked ninth in the ninth round uh, of the NFL draft in 1968 by the Dolphins. Uh, he did not play in the NFL. He went to baseball. Um, he had two brothers play in the majors as well. Um, Jim is the younger uh, of the three uh, Pashorik major leaguers. Uh, he was 14 years younger than uh, Tom Pashorik, and he played 48 games for the 87 Brewers. Sort of a he played all four corner spots: first, third, left, right. Um, that was his only se- season in the majors. Um, then John Pashorik is only one year older than Tom, but he debuted. A good seven years earlier, it was in uh, 1963 at age 18. Uh, So it was the last game of the season. That was the second year for the Colt 45s, which later became the Astros. Um, They brought him up. uh, He was three for three with two walks and four runs scored in in that game. So so the plan with him was going to be the Houston starting center fielder the next year. But he had a back injury in his in his rookie year, and it ended up getting worse in the offseason. This is from the um, the baseball reference bullpen. Um, the back pain was so bad he couldn't bend over. He was sent to the minors where he struggled badly and had to go undergo spinal fusion surgery, which put him out of action for all of 1965. By the time he recovered, the back problems had led to chronic arm problems and pulled hamstrings, and he never regained his batting stroke. So... Um, John Pashorek, his only career game, uh, ended up going three for three, uh, and he with a and he made he reached base all five times at the plate. So through Tuesday, there's 118 players in Major League history with a thousand career batting average. 103 of them only had one at bat. 14 of them had two at bats. The only person with to go three for three in Major League history uh, is John Pashorek. Um, That's but, cool. Um, yeah, it is really cool. And then, but Tom, uh, so he debuted in 1970. Um, back to the brothers for a second, though. Um, I, I was sort of, I don't know. There's always something that comes up. This is just distasteful and slash infuriating. And this is this is one of the things. So, Pashorik, 2002, uh, he came out publicly and said um, three of his. Uh, he and three of his brothers were molested by a priest uh, in um, the Detroit area in Catholic school growing up. 
This is from the Associated Press account. Um, quote, he and his brothers had kept the abuse secret, even from each other, until the early 1980s when Michael Pashorek, the fourth of five boys in the family, started making comments about Shirilla. Now, the priest was Gerald Shirilla, uh, the person um, in, in question here. Now, Tom Pashorek filed a complaint in 1993, the same time as another lawsuit was filed against this priest. More from the Associated Press, uh, Pashorek said, um, I was molested by him for a period of four years. I would refer to them as attacks. I would say there was at least a hundred of them. Good Lord. Um, so, now, Shirilla was removed from public ministry in 1993, I guess when the that lawsuit came out, but then um, statute of limitations, like, I don't think anything came of it, like, legally. Um, he was removed from public ministry, but, like, still around in the church in 2002 when more people started coming forward, and I think that's when Peshorek sort of opened up publicly, at least, about this. And uh, it's just such an infuriating, like, just ordeal to go through, obviously. But then one of the things that stuck with me is in the Associated Press article, um, Peshorek said, like, growing up, he thought nobody would believe him. Um, so, like, that's why he never came out. And that's, you see that, like, so often. It's just terrible. Um, but, yeah, so, like, you know, I don't, there's no, there's no real way to, like, um, make someone whole after that. But you just hope that, like, by sharing the information that it leads to fewer and fewer and hopefully never, uh, and none of these events going forward, but... Yeah, just uh, terrible to go through that. But yeah, that's uh, that's the the sort of Tom Pashorek upbringing. But, um, you know, he did uh, make his Major League debut with the Dodgers in 1970. He only played sparingly for his first three years. He only got into 21 games in the Majors. Um, but then he was a sort of an occasional starter for the next three years. He played like all three outfield spots plus a little bit of first base. Um, he played four games in the 1974 postseason, uh, three times as a pinch hitter, once as a pinch runner. He singled in game three of the NLCS against the Pirates. He doubled and scored in game five of the World Series. That was part of a tying rally in the sixth inning. But the Dodgers lost that game three to two, and they lost the series four to one. That series was weird. Um, uh, the Dodgers lost in five games to the A's, but... Uh, four of the games were three to two, and the other one was three to one. It was just like this ridiculously low-scoring series, and every game was close. And it seemingly, seemingly every every close game went the A's way almost. But uh, parts of six years with the Dodgers, Tom Pishore, uh two thirty-seven with a two eighty-two on base, three fifty-one slugging, a seventy-nine OPS plus uh, in about six hundred sixteen plate appearances, roughly one full year. He had twenty-nine doubles, eight home runs, six triples. So. You know, reasonably productive for a bench player, although not much of a hitter. Um, so he was, uh, after uh, 75, he was part of a package sent to the Braves in November that year, along with Jim Wynn, who was a previous Dodgers Rewind. Lee Lacey, I don't believe, has been a Dodgers Rewind. We should do Lee Lacey at some point. And Jerry Royster. They got sent to the Braves. The Dodgers got Dusty Baker and Ed Goodson. Um, uh Peshorek ended up playing 12 more seasons. He became more of a regular um, once he left the Dodgers. Uh, he played for the Braves, the Mariners, the White Sox, the Mets, and the Rangers. And he was sort of, uh, he settled more into being more of a first baseman slash corner outfielder. And then the last 12 years of his career, he had 100, 106 OPS plus. 
he averaged 321 plate appearances, 17 doubles, six homers. So he was just around for a while. Now, he had one very good game uh, in a game he didn't even start. This is a um, this was May 8th, 1984 against the Brewers. This is from Tyler Kepner in the New York Times recounting it 30 years later in 2014. Um, Tom Pishorek, veteran outfielder and first baseman, thought he had the night off. Early in the game, he ordered a pizza from Conine's and had it delivered to the umpire's room. As he chowed down with the other bench players, he said, a bat boy burst in. Ron Kittle had come out of the game with shin splints. He says, hey, Wimpy, you've got to go to go bat for Kittle, first of all. Great that the, the bat boy is comfortable enough with calling him Wimpy. <laughs> but um, so Pashork said, uh, using his nickname, I said, when is he up? Uh, and he said, he was up next. So I go sprinting through the umpire's room, through our clubhouse, grab a bat, pizza sauce all over my shirt. I go up there against Don Sutton, and he punched me out on three straight pitches. I said, Kittle, you could have done that yourself. <laughs> so um, Pashork, he ended up, uh, despite that strikeout, yeah. He had himself a good game. Uh, he had an RBI single in the sixth for the first run of the game overall. He reached on an error in the ninth, part of a two-run rally to tie the game. We go into extra innings, and then this is when it just sort of gets started. He singled in the 11th. He gets stranded. He was intentionally walked with a runner on second and two outs in the 13th. He singled in the 18th, got stranded again. The, um, the White Sox were down 6-3 in the bottom of the 21st. Um... They scored a run that inning, and then Pashorek singled in two more runs to tie it again, so it kept going. He singled in the 23rd inning and was stranded again. He was on deck in the 25th inning when Harold Baines hit a walk-off home run. Uh, so it was a 25-inning game, the longest in American League history. Pashorek ended up going 5-for-9 with three runs batted in, a walk, and a run. So I think at the time it was called the Major League Record for hits by a player who didn't start, but I think um, looking back, if you if you do a play index search now, there is a uh, second baseman on the Philadelphia A's named Danny Murphy in a 1902 game. Uh, got six hits in a game he didn't start, but essentially modern. I know 1902 is technically modern, but uh, for the last over 100 years, for a guy who didn't start, he had five hits, so that's pretty good. But then after his playing career, like I mentioned, Pashork was a broadcaster, not just White Sox. He also did some Tigers, Mariners, Braves, and Nationals. He was inducted into the College Baseball Hall of Fame in 2016, same class as Rick Monday, who played at ASU um, that year. And then <laughs> he was in also inducted into the National Polish-American Sports Hall of Fame in 1992. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Tom Pishore. Um, because this is a sort of Dodgers-White Sox link-up. He played 264 games with the Dodgers, 376 games with the White Sox. He's one of seven players with at least 200 games with both teams. How many of the other six can you name, Jacob? I was thinking about this because uh, I, I peeked ahead. And maybe, maybe more than any other team, I just was blanking on 
uh, you know, I don't know if it's because yep. they are always in the Cubs' shadow or or what mm-hmm. it is, but uh, so the only name that I, I'm ninety nine point nine percent confident about is uh, Yasmani Grandal. Um, no, because what? he hasn't had two hundred games. Yeah, what? Oh, yeah, twenty twenty is screwing me up. I'm gonna look. It, look it really is. He's he's this is his third year there, and um, but yeah, it's it's the. He was hurt a lot of last year. He, no. He's at 185. That's stupid. Uh, That's, I said 99 for him. Like, surely, surely. Look this up. 189. That uh, basically so counts. Two two of the six are, only two of the six are in the Jacob era. Uh, yeah. The, uh, so, uh, yeah, that was the only name I could. I, you have any hints for me? Do you have any hints? Otherwise, I'm, yeah. I'm on a. Um, so, okay. Um, one. One of these people wore um, in the 150 game answer list. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the in the 80s, 1981 to 88 for the Dodgers. Uh, uh, One rookie of the year, uh, Steve Sachs. Yeah. Hey, that was I. I, I, I a little, I'm like, because you know, primarily think of him as Dodgers Yankees, but I was like, did he? Did he? T- t- I, I had actually forgotten about Steve Sachs playing for the White Sox. I know he left as a free agent to go to the Yankees after '88, but then uh, ultimately finished up with the White Sox. He was hurt um, a little bit, and then yeah. But I had forgotten about Steve Sachs as a White Sox, which he was the one that really made me um, think of this. So. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so I'm gonna tap out. But I wanna, I yep. wanna, before I do that, I wanna note two things that I'm very yep. happy because there were two names that I was like, so, vaguely in the punch bowl as at least having played for both teams. And again, I don't sure. think either would hit the 200 game mark either way. So one was Hoyt Wilhelm, and I'm very proud that that was correct. Uh, and then the other one. Uh, it felt like a fever dream was uh, a well-known White Sox. Uh, Scott Pesednik. Uh and I was like, was he a was he a Dodger? Did that happen? Was. was that a fever dream of like the weird middle middle two thousands uh, the aughts stint? And it was. So I have a question for you on that yep. before you tell me how wrong I was uh, on on that. Do you uh, how much of the transaction to acquire Scott Pesednik do you remember? So I I was thinking about this as soon as you said his name I remember the Dodgers acquiring him for the life of me I can't tell you the year at all although okay I so saw some context clues he was in the world he had a walk off home run in the World Series in 05 for the White Sox so it would have had to be like in that like 07 uh weird year where they also had like uh, David Wells, um, God, um, I, I have, I don't remember. Uh, wait, did they? Who? What team did they get him from? Yeah, that's the that one thing I was wondering. Uh, the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wait. Would it have been? Um, was that part of the um, Odalis Perez dump? No. Nope. Yeah. Then I got nothing. So 2010. From the Royals. Oh, so it's, it's Juan Pierre. No. Man. Uh, Lucas. No, he was uh, it was a. They only only thing for the Dodgers was yeah. uh, Scott Pizzegna, Lucas May. Lucas May and Elisol Pimentel. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that that's like 
that's me asking you. Yeah. So I'll just say the the first the first name on the, the earliest name on this Dodgers White Sox list, Fielder Jones, who played for the Dodgers from 1896 to 1900, and the White Sox from 1901 to 1908. All so, right. So give me the other names. I'm curious. Wait, I'm, I'm just going to look because his name is Fielder Jones. He was a center fielder. So at least he lived up to his name. Yeah. He wasn't a baseman. He was a fielder. <laughs> okay. Um, so going going through the Brooklyn years, Jack Fournier um, in the teens with the White Sox and then the 20s with Brooklyn. Um, Tom Pashorek, obviously. Jay Johnstone, uh, funny man slash naked gun actor. Um, just uh, he played like all over. Um, the... Uh, the, okay, so then the earliest uh, one after Sachs was Juan Pierre, um, 2007 to 2009 with the Dodgers, 2010, 2011 with the White Sox. And then uh, teammate on the two, two, or no, I'm doing that wrong. He, uh, let's see, he was a teammate. No, I have these years incorrect. Um, I, I, I'm trying to. I was trying to link them up, and I, I was wrong in both cases. They, they were opposites. Uh, but Juan Uribe uh, went the other way. White Sox first, Dodgers second. Uh, yeah, that's the list. So, no, how fun. Yeah. Thank you for the rewind, Eric. Uh, thank you for the Scott Petsednik uh, <laughs> memory lane <laughs> issue. That was fun. But anyway, um, that's our Dodgers rewind today. Tom Pashorek. Thank you for listening, everybody. We will be back with you tomorrow. 